In today's world, we rely on technology to make our lives easier and more efficient. And the restaurant industry is no exception. In this episode, I'm talking with Bill Lindsay, partner and founder of Cogswell, a comprehensive inventory and recipe management system for restaurants. Bill's a longtime friend and a sought after technology expert in the restaurant industry. Bill and I will discuss the latest tech trends in the industry and explore some of the innovative solutions available to help restaurants operate more efficiently and profitable. Bill, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Dana. Always a pleasure and uh, great to see you as well. Thank you. So I always like to start the podcast with the first time I met somebody and I really racked my brain for the first time we met. And it was, I think, 20 years ago, which I don't know how that happened so quickly. And I was at another accounting firm and you guys were doing like the beta of Compete. And you came to teach everyone and show us what it was. And I was like, wow, this is so cool and so amazing. And fast forward all these years, I'm still doing accounting. You're still working with restaurant technology, both in different places. I kind of still remember sitting in like that conference room, meeting you the first time. I was thinking the same thing, you know, when did we actually start um, our friendship? And I know we had a couple of business connections and uh, you were working with uh, Bobby Flay's restaurant when uh, we put Compete in there. And I believe that's when you and I really started to engage more on a regular basis. Yes, absolutely. I think probably everyone listening has met you or knows of you just because of your tenure in the industry and all the great things you've done and companies you worked with. But Cogswell is a little newer. Why don't you tell our audience what that is and what you guys are doing? Sure. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, you mentioned Compete. I was at Compete for 17 years. And when the company was sold, um, I had a choice to stay on or maybe try something new. And uh, I rejoined uh, with some partners, some guys that I've been working with off and on for uh, even longer than I've known you, if that's possible. Right wow. <laughs> uh, so um, I joined with three partners and we started Cogswell because after 40 some years of uh, doing restaurant inventory and recipe management, I think we finally figured it out. It's been a long haul. And uh, I've joked with a few people that I call this my apology tour for all those years of manual data entry. But what we basically did is we came up with a different system architecture and we built uh, some data mapping that uh, the kids now call AI, I still call it data mapping, that uh, will automatically create inventory items using invoice information. So we've completely automated the stuff that people like the least. And then we put our own audit team in to make sure that our customers get the best quality data. So we could do a fast, easy, inexpensive setup in a matter of days. Uh, we can completely automate the receiving function. We have what I call hands-free receiving. We have an audit team to make sure that the data that we're receiving is accurate. And then we built a whole lot of cool features around recipes and uh, scalability and viewers. So uh, the the net net on it is we've built a product that uh, people like for a change. Well, that's fascinating because most times, most of the calls I get about restaurant technology are, we're having a problem. Do you know someone who can help us? So hearing that people are happy is always great. Beyond just you and the technology that you're working with, you really become a go-to person when it comes to what's going on with data and restaurant technology. When you think about what's happening right now in the restaurant space, what are you seeing as like a real technology expert in this space? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. There's so many different facets to hospitality technology. 
you know, I'm, I'm going to set point of sale aside because point of sale has really become more of a credit card business with yes. some hardware in front of it than a commodity. But the, the thing that I look for are people that are solving problems as opposed to just creating new paradigms. Right. You know, all the AI stuff is very exciting, but I don't think anybody really has their finger yet on exactly how that will benefit restaurant managers. But the one company that I have seen that I got very excited about, and I know you did too, is Loop. And just for our listeners so that they know that this isn't a selfless plug, both Bill and I are on the advisory board for Loop, not because of any other reason than we're super duper excited about what they do. So Bill, why don't you talk a little bit about what that is? Yeah, I think the the best point to make there is that uh, I found out you were on the advisory board um, later. (laughs) I had no idea that you were on there too. We both came to it uh, independently. Yes, which is always very nice to know. I'll tell you my short story. I was at Restored Finance last year at a cocktail party, and a young man named Anand approached me and said that uh, he was tasked with meeting as many people as he could, but in specific, he wanted to meet me. And so I was flattered by that. He told me a little bit that he'd solved the problem of third-party delivery and the accounting side and the management of it. And so that sounded interesting. And so you know, we're standing at a party drinking, and I said, I tell you what, we're going home tomorrow. Let's get together in the next few days. Show me what you have, and I'll give you an honest opinion. I think I saw 20 minutes of this demo, and my hair was on fire. I believe uh, if you just look for Loop AI, uh, or it's loopai.xyz, has a very interesting solution, and I'm very excited about it. It's like you guys finally solved the problem of managing all the accounting and the chargeback because it solves a problem that people have really been struggling with. Um uh, you know, other technologies that I've seen out there, Me Too type technologies, you know, uh, even Cogswell for that matter, you know, we're, uh, we've just found a better way to solve a problem that people have been uh, trying to deal with for years. You know, selfishly, I could point out, I think we were the first company or the first group of people to do this nationally uh, back in the 1980s when it was BASIC and DOS. Uh, my first inventory system was actually on a System 36 uh, pre-PC. So, In all these years, there are these times that come up where there are really gaps where people need technology to fix a problem. And uh, so Loop is one that I've looked at that I really, really like. Um, There are certainly others out there that are doing a great job with scheduling, labor management, payroll, time and attendance, and other things, but uh, nothing that I think is groundbreaking. My panel discussion at the upcoming RFDC conference is about data and how to use it. So now we have all this technology. Some of it might be too much. Some of it might not be enough. You know, that's personal on what where you are in your life cycle of a restaurant. Now that you have all the data, how are you using it? And and does it all connect all the technology? And how does it connect? And not everyone could be the best at everything. So where do you stand on taking the best in class of each piece and putting it together through an open API versus finding someone who has one thing that's really good and everything else is mediocre, but just to stick with one product? Where do you stand on that? So, you know, back when we started Compete around 2000, the technology was much different. Um, Everything was in its own silo. The servers for the POS were in the back office or the storeroom in the restaurant. And, you know, sometimes the only way to fix them was to reboot them, right? Which is always fun on a Saturday night. But here's the way I like to explain it. There was a time for an all-in-one solution, and it was around 2000. 
and we were in the sweet spot with compete. Um, I like to say I, I somewhat credit myself with establishing the value proposition of an all-in-one back when you couldn't network all these systems together easily. So I used to tell people the risk is lower with an all-in-one solution because of the challenges of all the integrations that you would have to do to achieve the same thing. And then times change. Now we have more of an open API, as you mentioned. If you look at an all-in-one product, and I know these products as well or better than anyone, all of those different modules are written by different teams and they're all communicating through their own internal APIs. Once you realize that, you realize that, you know, you could choose best in class now and you can make all of these systems function seamlessly together. Uh, you know, every journal entry and accounting entry that was made automatically and compete, Cogswell makes in any accounting system that you choose, NetSuite, Intact, QuickBooks Online, it really doesn't matter. So I coach people today that best in class is where we are because we can afford to be there now. And it's lower risk because you can pull a module and replace it with something that might be better or more innovative without disrupting the entire enterprise. For someone like me, who's like technology stupid, and I'm okay with that, I still walk around with a paper and pen everywhere I go. Is it easy to do? Or like, is it yes. just to hire someone to help you? Yeah, it should be easy right. if it's done properly. You know, for example, if you're activating an interface with uh, Intact or NetSuite or QuickBooks Online, from our platform, you literally say, I'm using NetSuite. And here is my credential information. And it makes us an established connection. And we begin to move data back and forth. So it's really more of a credentialing. Um, it's just like logging in, but you log in once. And once that connection is made, then the interface is going to run. Same with Toast, same with Revel. All of the friends that we work with in the industry support open APIs because they realize that you've got to stay open to allow your customers to make strategic business decisions to pick the right tool. You know, if you're a QSR restaurant, you need a much different inventory system than if you're a fine dining restaurant. Right. It's not one size fits all. Same with POS, same with accounting. Right. And if you have a big Y list, you might even need a second inventory system just to handle the Y that doesn't even talk to the one that handles the food. Yeah, it absolutely can happen. You know, we, we've gone to great extents to support wines. You know, our company is based in Northern California. So you better support wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we work with a lot of fine dining restaurants up and around the uh, the Northern California wine country. is bin numbers, uh, vintage dates to differentiate between wines. Those sorts of things are really, really important. But, you know, if you're in a, a full-service restaurant, you have a lot of prep. If you're in a quick-service restaurant, you're just assembling pre-portioned products. So one of the things that I've spent a lot of time on is calculating labor costs for prep. You know, assigning a job code to a prep item so that when people are pricing out their menu, they realize they're not just looking at the food cost, they're looking at the internal labor cost. And the sermon that I'm preaching these days is, look, labor costs are not going down in my lifetime or yours. So if you don't start factoring in things like labor into your prep costs, you really are missing a very important metric or lever. It's interesting you say that because, right, we say it and we talk about it. I don't think I've ever seen someone's food costs broken out where labor is included when they're seeing how much versus like when they're figuring out how much to charge for an item. But it really makes sense. Instead of looking at it as just back of house staff and assigning the whole thing, you really have to break it out. You do. In fact, we call it prime costing. 
you know, uh, you and I know from the accounting world, if your combined labor and cost of goods is above, say, 60 percent, you're on your way out of business. You just don't know it yet. It's a slow it's a slow burn. So we took that same approach with food costing, but we went all the way to the mat. The data, if you transfer yeah. a cake from one restaurant to the other, we transfer the labor cost with it. You know, you want to use my staff to prep a cake. That's more than fine. But whenever I transfer it to your restaurant, I'm going to get a labor credit for the time my people spent making that cake. So those things, I think, are becoming more and more important, not because it's nickels and dimes, because it's dollars and that's large dollars. And in some cases, the labor cost equals the food cost in many of these items that people are preparing or exceeds it in other cases. Bill, I always learn something new and exciting from you. Unless there's any final closing things, I think this was a really good conversation, super insightful. And I'm going to like go now and tell everybody to relook at their labor as they're making their food items. Well, thank you. And I so appreciate the opportunity to uh, to speak to your audience. And hopefully I'll be uh, able to speak to some of them at Restaurant Finance, which is coming up here shortly. Yes, I'll see you soon. Thanks so much, Bill. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Dana Delivers. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to encourage you to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And share it with your friends, colleagues, and anyone else who could benefit from it. We have great conversations with top leaders in the restaurant, franchise, and hospitality space, where they offer their knowledge and expertise and give us valuable insight into these industries. If you have any questions or observations you'd like to share with me, please reach out at Dana dodzukowski at aprio.com or visit our website at aprio.com to learn more about all the different ways aprio can help your business thanks for tuning in and i look forward to delivering more valuable content soon